Now, what? you know what I said. <laughs> Who is that dumb? Yes. And then, and then you act stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Glenn Livet, not as good as Lafroy. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not super good. It's a little bit. It's, it's not. It's not as peaty and earthy as I like a Scotch to oh, be. This is weird. It's. Uh, I thought the bottle looked different. I got the not the Glenlivet twelve, but the Glenlivet twelve double oak, which would I would think I would like it more, based on those things. More but, wood, you know. I that, that that's the one with the fucking uh, stag on it, right? Uh, is it? Hold the is bottle it? up in front of the camera. Yeah. There's not one on here, but because it's a weird, like, special one, it might also be just different design. Yeah, because um, I, I feel like I've had the 18 year old one. No, that's quite often. Fiddick, I, I believe, has okay, a stag uh, on it. I think you're right. I almost picked up the 17. I was curious about it, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, the Lefroig 12 is really good because it's got that peaty, smoky kind of thing going on, but it's also fruity. Yeah. So it has kind of the balance that I like. Uh, but this is just, it just. Surprise tastes like oak. Hmm. And not As like smoky smoke. It just tastes like wood. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so light. All these weird light whiskeys that I've been getting. Welcome to Scotch Talk. Oh, something else. It's probably better than what we usually do. Yeah. Oh, Slurs. <laughs> I, I just sat on a staple oh. and I had to pull it out of my ass cheek. Did Damn. you come? Yeah. so much <laughs> is this like uh, oh I sat down on a staple <laughs> what a silly boy I am <laughs> I actually uh, stream my OnlyFans at the same time as I do the podcast it's just oh. from the, wa- the waist down <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this is actually when we find out that uh, John is related to Albert Fish oh that's uh but like a lot milder. That's a piece of history, piece I of guess. History, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's just he's, uh, he's been, been putting little paper clips and staples into his into his cheeks. He hasn't moved on anything. You need to mute yourself on. Yeah, I don't want to. Thank you. How about that? That was that was hell for the listener, no doubt. Good. Yeah. It sounded just like episode one. Yeah. Felt worse, honestly. Yeah, like because it wasn't artistic, fucking <laughs> each other to death. Do I sound slightly better now? Because I put a carpet in here. A little bit better, uh, I would say. Yeah, John, has, little, no, John little, has no frame of reference because he never heard you in this apartment to begin with. Yeah, last week was rough. I I listened to like five minutes of it because I was curious, and wow, it sounds like I'm in a ballroom. Yeah. Which I kind of am. Um, the, the prettiest bitch at the ball. <laughs> I am the prettiest bitch at the ball. <laughs> but only because John's not here. Yeah. Um, what I have been thinking of doing, because I, I could just get, you know, foam insulation type, you know, noise canceling stuff. But hear me out. Okay. I still have a lot of cardboard boxes that I refuse to get rid of, like, person 
Yeah. And I taped them all over my walls and ceiling <laughs> and turned this place into a nightmare. You, you can get... <laughs> First off, I don't know how effective that'll be because cardboard isn't like an absorb absorbing sort it's, of... Uh, pretty absorbent. Like water, maybe, but not sound. Of course it would. Are you I, kidding? I don't know about that, man. Anyways, I mean, sound probably is, echo uh, less than the drywall. Yeah, for sure. It it would be an improvement, but I'm not sure how much. Um, I was going to say, uh, soundproofing foam stuff is pretty fucking cheap, and all you need it's to do cheap. is just put it on the uh, the uh, the wall opposite of of your face. Yeah, I guess. Or I could put a bunch of cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, or you could just tape cardboard all oh. over your wall like a fucking psychopath, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. My head. Yeah. Really hard to figure out what the right move is here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the room you never show company. Yeah, do you, yeah. you want to oh. look like a weirdo uh, to the girls you bring over or a maniac to the girls you bring over? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, there's something... Uh, there's something to say for the guy who has a secret locked room. Yeah. You know, is I want to I want to seem cool and dangerous. These women, like <laughs> like I have a collection of something super cool that they shouldn't be worried about. <laughs> you know, nothing so, to worry about here. Yeah. Like one of my favorite kind of discussions to have with someone is, is whether or not one of us is cheating. Mm. That's those are really fun, and and I just imagine it would be like that, uh, but with a with a room, you know. So so I I would uh, how how would that go? Because usually the answer is okay. Well, I mean, do you? Do you want to see my phone or something? But it possibly be like, hey, do you want to see the room? Because the point is they can't see the room. Yeah. So how do you solve that? I, I guess you... I don't know. <laughs> I've never been in that circumstance. Have you experienced this before? No. Uh, what I have experienced is uh, the, the time that is 7.30 p.m., uh, uh, which means we that. must now go live. John, uh, go ahead and kick that shit. dutifully monitoring sound levels for the intro um i guess something happened that i didn't notice nothing nothing happened i just oh i think i think i'm losing a little bit with the oh, okay. uh hanging out of my apartment because uh because i just the silence when i was a kid silence used to be really fucking funny to me yeah uh, and it's back i guess oh that's good man just trying yeah. to sit there silently while the podcast was starting was painful for me <laughs> Oh, good. Um, hey, well, speaking so. of this podcast starting, hello and welcome yeah, to the yes. Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 86. 
It is the 8th of April, 2022. I am your mostly sane host, Michael Debs. I'm joined, as always, by the maniac from the Instagram handle, at DankDeluz, Danko Suvin. Also joined by John, the producer, who is back from his labor strike against the studio and its practices, uh, from the Instagram <laughs> handle, at uh, Discopathic. Uh, starting with John. John, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm great. Uh, uh, my uh, reprieve from uh, indentured servitude was uh, uh, liberating, but uh, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really get anything you wanted in the negotiations, but you did get a week off. So yeah, yeah. and we did end up banning the word liberate. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up. We'll be getting into that uh, shortly. Yeah. Um, uh, and Denko, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing very good. Um, and uh, I just wanted to point out for the listener, not for the viewer, because uh, fuck you, I hate the viewer. Okay. Uh, not everyone here feels that way, but you know we're allowed to have differing opinions. Yeah. Um, but the the week of the twentieth. Uh, this month, so April 20th, uh, which is known for weed and something else, we will be having our 88th episode. Uh, I just want everyone to know that we did this on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And that John will be shaving his head as well uh, before that one airs uh, so that we can express to you uh, in, in, I don't know, like 14 words or more or less uh, exactly how... In 14 uh, words or less, how much do you love John? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah, I I just want everyone to know before anyone says any weird conspiracy theories that, yes, we did do it on purpose. And yes, you are correct. Yeah, this is a a several-year joke in the making. Um, Yeah. So yeah. thanks for busting the nut early on that because that would have been funnier if we waited. But you know, yeah. Why why not put two years of of really hard work just like out to pasture? I guess I didn't know you wanted to be a secret. I've been telling people for years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're Nazis, actually. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that's not really how you're doing, but I guess that that'll suffice for an answer. It's, it that's tells us where you're at. That. Yeah deflecting yeah tells us where you're at um which is a very defensive place i guess uh so the uh the the topic of today's episode is going to be the uh the prison industrial complex which turns out might be too big for us to fit into one episode uh so what i'm focusing on in this episode is how to go to jail um which turns out is pretty easy. <laughs> um, but before we do that, we we have some good news to talk about. Um, John, if you could go to the first link. Oh, cool. Goodness. By the way, we we already said uh, before uh, that in, in in the chat, where again we're not allowed to say liberate. Um, yeah. That uh, that the best way to go to jail is to listen to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one yeah. of the better ways you can go to jail is by listening to this podcast and doing anything we tell you to do or not do. And frankly, if you haven't been to jail, I mean, just saying, drunk tank counts. Kind of, you know, are you really living? Are you really doing what's, what's right? 
yeah. I, I want to say that I've lived several times in my life, and I've somehow ma- managed to avoid uh, going to prison or uh, or the the drunk tank. Mister Clean. Hands. Yeah, my, I, I've not yet been put in a people cage. I, I guess. Well, people cage versus. <laughs> completely uh completely separate of your kenneling kink Uh, (laughs) most most of the people that i've dated haven't been to jail but they've (laughs) but they've been in a people cage (laughs) but i do keep them in a room uh, <laughs> covered in cardboard. Covered in cardboard. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, anyway, what's going on in, in the news? All right. So uh, the, the first story that I want to look at today is uh, the uh, union in Staten Island for the Amazon warehouse. Uh, it, it passed their their unionization vote. Uh, so so there will be a union. Um, pretty cool. Uh, it's it's probably not going to fix. Uh, 99% of Amazon's problems but at least these uh these workers will have some some way to advocate for themselves that's now legally recognized and uh they can't be fired for uh well I mean they'll still try to fire them for it but you know oh especially right now yeah like, especially right uh, now a lot of over weird shit uh but they oh. they at least have some kind of legal recourse which you know we sometimes believe in the court system I guess um i believe in any weapon yeah right (laughs) yeah um so you know hopefully this leads to uh to better things um i I believe starbucks also had a a union formed somewhere in new york uh i think yeah and and also you know it's uh won't solve 99 percent of amazon's problems but will certainly make people's lives better at at least this local amazon right right um so a uh, good good thing to to remember is that uh based on location policies can be different so oh yeah, yeah. is that something we talked about recently what just happened uh, I, I i bumped my uh oh you know what my my switch is sitting on top of like the edge and i bumped my desk and it turned the switch off and on um, that, that, that's like a fourth encounters thing yeah, I was actually abducted. I've spent five years in space. What happened between now and or then and now, guys? Yeah, the great idea to start a podcast. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, I should probably get to that. Huh? <laughs> um, uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link, which is you know why why we're uh, you know probably being a little bit less. Um, optimistic about it. You should be able to just close that somewhere. No, no. Join the newsletter. Uh man, whatever. Um, we don't need to look at the article itself really, uh, which is paywalled by the intercept. Nice work intercept. Um, but basically, uh it's been it's been leaked that uh, a new Amazon worker chat app would ban words like uh, union. Stop. Okay. What I want to do here is I want us to take turns okay. saying words here. All right. I don't care who goes first or anything, but I just I want us to build up. Okay, words like union, restrooms, hay rays, and plantation. plantation. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, uh, I gotta say, uh, Dorian, it's, it doesn't seem like that's the first time you said the word plantation. <laughs> it's not. It is not the first time I've said that word. <laughs> 
That's uh, awesome. do, do we want to keep playing this game? Because there's also grievance. <laughs> Slave labor. This is dumb. Living, Living wage. <laughs> Diversity. Vaccine. And others. Amazing. Um, what? Christ. Incredible. So so this leaks out, and obviously Amazon does the whole like hand waving, like, oh, this is just something we were thinking about. Anything could happen, <laughs> you know, actually implemented. Uh, it could be different when we implement it, and that doesn't mean better or or worse. Um yeah. uh basically they got caught, they don't know what to say. It's gonna happen anyways, but they have to do the PR game of uh saying, Oh, we're we're not actually doing this yet. We might do something different later. Um, when I was a teenager, oh, okay. I started a philosophy forum. Okay. Uh, and and it was, you know, this like PHP thing. It's, it's actually what you ended up helping me put together for this other thing that didn't work very well. But but everything you did was fantastic. Um, but I, I put together this, this internet forum uh, to talk about philosophy. And at first, because I was a teenager, um, well, no. At first, things were fine. But then because I'm a teenager, I decided to do irresponsible things oh, like put man. in word filters and, yeah. and some of the word filters. And I knew it was the wrong thing to do as I was doing it and that it would ruin everything. But I thought it was funny. So that I made it so that when people said certain words, they would just be replaced by other ones that I put in there. Uh, and, and so, like, I, I think one of them was really dumb. It was like anytime someone said Jesus, it would make them say Captain Crucifixion or something. <laughs> and, and so people would be on there and they would type it. And they'd get all confused and upset yeah. with it. It was this whole fucking nightmare. And even myself as a teenager knew that that would be a stupid, dumb move that would just kind of ruined the, the the entire point of the device used for communicating right and of course it caused the forum to fold uh, but how you're not able to say restrooms <laughs> yeah um, or vaccine like well and and i don't know exactly what this chat app is used for um Probably but, to call for help, like after yeah. like a fucking robot fucking crippled you. Not allowed to. The, the phrase "I'm trapped in the machine. My arm is being severed. Somebody, please hit the emergency reset." Uh, is, is actually a banned term. Um, yeah. My body's become unionized with the boxes. Please help me. Yeah. So. You know, um, I don't know exactly what this chat app is used for, but one of the things I thought of kind of immediately was, you know, like every now and then for work, I'll have to buy parts off of Amazon and, you mm. know, um, there's there's a plumbing item called a union. It's a union joint for, you know, right. plumbing uh, connections and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, I'm wondering if like people are in a warehouse and they're like, hey, where are the plumbing redacted's kept like how are you even supposed to come like like and, and restrooms like i know they sell restroom signs so like hey where do we keep the restroom signs at sort of stuff or like it looks like uh, we ran out of restroom signs and and now like i don't know redacted signs are where and people are just getting confused because their own uh 
<laughs> ridiculous authoritarian <laughs> chat app won't let them basically communicate to each other <laughs> right this is just going to lead to a, a worse version of the like twice removed rhyming british slang yeah where it's saying up the stairs you say the apples and pears yeah you know right. and, and, and now now it's just going to be that but it's going to be amazon people yeah, yeah. trying to find the bathroom it's, it's yeah. uh george orwell was right we're gonna talk like stupid British people. <laughs> hey, hey, I was thinking that you and I start a garlic. Hey. garlic. You know, like garlic and onions, like a union. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um Oh, and and uh, we we got uh we got another update on the uh the Millennium Tower if you want to go to the next link. Oh. Oh, um, shoot. Tangled up in cords. <laughs> Is it falling? It's inside out now. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and play the uh, play the vid, wait oh, until this, this ad lady goes away. Yeah. Stupid an ad lady. lady. Yeah. Way too positive. Yeah. I wish I believed in journalism. Otherwise, I'd like pay for all these subscription services and stuff. Okay, so 20 years ago, living in San Francisco, in my oh, wait, 20s, super fun no, city to be it. in. Yeah, that's my not girlfriend. The one. What the fuck is this? Oh. Scroll down, maybe. Yeah, that one. Oh, this one. That's the video we need. Explore the science of sleep oh, with Mancini Sleepwalker. Now we, now sleep we gotta <laughs> go through a whole nother fucking ad. Yeah, oh, oh Jesus. Tell me about the science of sleep. Uh, yeah, it, is it real? Right, so, so the uh, the basic gist before we uh, get into the video, basic gist is um, now they're digging away at the sides of the building, uh, which which may cause some issues with the uh, the building's tilt and uh, also it's sliding because um, they're they're trenching around the building to pour some concrete, which means that this area is now completely unsupported, except for the existing. Uh, uh, foundation, but um, we'll go ahead and play this. Just do a Jenga thing. Yeah, Andrew right? Beckett and Jackson, you've been working <laughs> on this story and talking about the Millennium Tower for six years now, and here we are still talking about a fix. What's going to happen with this fix? Well, this fix is entering a critical stage. Uh, what we understand is that they're basically digging big holes on the side of the building, <laughs> and those holes are filled with concrete, and then the piles underneath support the building to bedrock. Well, so is there a potential with all this additional digging that there could be consequences to it and that it could make this leaning and sinking worse? I mean, we kind of saw that before. Right, experts fear exactly that. They say that essentially, whenever you mess with the underside or the building of any kind, especially one this big and heavy, you're begging for trouble. And they fear that you know the uh, amount of s additional settlement could be on the order of two inches, which would be, sounds like a little bit, but that's as much as happened so far. And the building is already tilted another 10 inches as a result. So we're well over two feet of tilt at this what point. And they say this could be far worse. So, Jackson, we're talking about 18 piles, but I thought the original plan was to put 52. That's uh, quite a, a significant difference between those two numbers. 
Right. Well, what happened was is that part of the problem is is that piles cost money, and the fix engineer originally envisioned 52 piles. He cut it to four. We, <laughs> well, you see, we got the problem is this shit's expensive. <laughs> I was literally going to make a joke when, when she was asking that, but I wanted to be quiet. And I almost said, well, you see, Marsha, yeah. uh, concrete is very expensive. Right. <laughs> but It's, it's not the concrete so much as the uh, the uh, drilling it down to bedrock is, is the real <laughs> expensive part. But, um, also, I, yeah. I, I do need the listener to know that this man's name is literally uh, Jackson uh, Borkadorkabork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's actually a pretty conservative pronunciation of his name. <laughs> um, the the other thing, uh, so so immediately after he says, and this is why I really wanted to watch this video because of that hilarious moment where he says, "Well, the thing is, this costs money," <laughs> um, which which uh, you know it, it's it's going to cost more than the building. Like it's like twice as much as the building uh, to be built to do this fix, which is just amazing. Oh, when it would have cost like way less for them to do it beforehand, uh, drill all the way to bedrock because they wouldn't have to deal with like the massive fucking building that they now have in their way. Um, well, yeah, but you see, drilling to bedrock costs money. Yeah, that 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 was that was the calculation made back then, <laughs> and now it's even worse. Uh, but but he's gonna say something uh, pretty funny uh, immediately after uh, we start hitting play again. So so uh, go ahead, John. Forty two, and he had to admit that he really didn't have a basis for the, any particular number. And when he finally uh, crunched the numbers a little more uh, minutely, so to speak, he he now says that eight they can use eighteen piles, which is as you know, quite a difference. But he go says ahead. you. <laughs> So yeah, just, well, our best <laughs> estimate was based on bullshit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I decided to put put my not my take my bullshit cap cap off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here we have the 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 fix engineer saying, "Well, there really Sorry. was no basis for me saying fifty two piles was the number that we needed. I was just kind of making shit up. But now that I've looked more closely at the numbers." It's actually 18, which conveniently costs a lot less than 52. So that's a cool idea, isn't it, guys? <laughs> um, just fucking amazing how, how this is allowed to happen. Um, before we get into the fun stuff of prison, um, we, we, skipped, uh, we skipped an essential element of the podcast, uh, which is... Uh, Dorian, you and I watched a movie this last weekend. Do you remember yeah, what it was called? Uh, oh, uh, The Bubble. Yeah. Do you have Bubble. the appropriate amount of emotional attachment to that movie? Yeah. I forgot I watched it, frankly. Do you remember uh, anything about the plot? Okay. Here, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. All right. I'm remembering things as it comes to me. So... Essentially, uh, the movie is, it's got this whole four actors by actors, but also for you people kind of thing going on, right? Yeah. Where, where they keep making fun of actors because they're like, you know, actors actually have very small penises. 
uh, and, and jokes like that. That's most of the film. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so keeping that in mind, the plot of the film is that COVID is underway, uh, and they want to make. Well, it's not. It's not COVID. It's. Oh, it's, some, it's some unnamed pandemic because they're oh, right. yeah, too they much of pussies it. to fucking call it COVID. Yeah. So, so you know what's uh, what's uh, hilarious, guys? Even though you made me live in a hole 200 miles away from my house for the weekend, I actually watched this movie also. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Living in the hole was our our bad, I guess. But the movie, like, I wouldn't do that to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, that, that's all I remember about it is what Dorian just said. Yeah, okay, good. So there's a pandemic underway, and, yeah. and they need to make this movie. Uh, it's Cave Beasts oh. 6 or 7 or something. Uh, and uh, it's, it's essentially about hiking the himalayas and being attacked by dinosaurs that fly pretty much uh, yeah and, and it's supposed to be dumb that part's supposed to be dumb and to their credit it's really fucking dumb Hit the nail on the head there and so they're all stuck in like a hotel uh though i'm now confused about where it was being filmed i'm not sure what's yeah. happening with that uh, but it was like in the ballroom or something they would film. I don't fucking know. But so they're all stuck in a hotel, uh, which for some reason also has like soccer players in it and stuff. Yeah. And everyone wants to fuck, which generally would mean a movie that I would like because it's a bunch of people that want to fuck that can't. And that's all I, that's, that's, that, that's fine. Uh, but somehow they made that unlikable. And one of them smokes weed and runs away. That's so funny. Um, yeah. And oh my god! Uh, I eventually they all take a bunch of drugs because there's the the guy who's the really good actor. He he likes drugs and sex like good actors do. Yeah, which probably fair. And then he dies. I don't remember if they save him or not. I don't remember <laughs> if the only likable character died. <laughs> uh, Isn't but, that great? Isn't that just uh, a sign of a good movie when you can't remember any specific detail about it? But then they finish the movie. They yeah. do finish the movie, and and there's this whole TikTok dance thing that's really uh, uh, obnoxious that happens in the movie. Yep. Uh, because the the main protagonist, I'm assuming that's what she's supposed to be. Um, she's, she's getting a little bit older, uh, as in she's like in her thirties. And so she's been replaced as the young person, um, by this TikTok star, uh, and, and they make it this awful, awful movie choices based on that. Uh, something happens there with them in conflict. I don't remember who wins or if anything happens with that. Uh, and then, um, the movie wraps and it's done. And then, but then the movie doesn't come out, I think. The movie's fucked up, yeah, because they run away on a helicopter. They run away on a helicopter, so they don't finish the movie. But then they end up, it's a happy ending because then they release a documentary about the making of the awful movie. And that's when everyone gets to be on the red carpet and be movie stars, because that's what movie stars want to do. They don't want to make profound media. They want to 
to be on red carpets talking about the media. <laughs> so that movie Did sucked. I, I yeah. Um, and that that's uh, that's basically the only review. I, a dog's ass of a movie is. Uh, I remember so yeah. much more than I thought I did. Yeah. It, no, it, I'm, it, I'm it, impressed. It, Who the fuck was the director? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't no, know why you think the film, that. But the director in the film, he's this. He's a comedy guy. We should all know his name because he hasn't do, always been this bad. Do Do we have to know his name? No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Uh, but he was one of the Portlandia guys, uh, as if anyone has watched that. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's coming to me now. Uh, I, I can see his face, but I don't care about him. Yeah, right he wore dumb, long hair. I yeah. feel like there were people in the movie that I liked, but now that I think about it, I don't remember um, who any of them are or why I would like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mean, it's just something about... Something about Mulder's face just puts oh. me right, just puts me right to fucking sleep. Oh my I, god! David Duchovny's I, in oh, it. Yeah, I forgot David Duchovny's yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even yeah. touch on his subplot. Yeah, it's it, amazing. He, he he put me to sleep in uh, in X Files when I was a kid. He's put me to sleep every time I've seen him in it on film. Well, he talks like someone that's trying to lull you to sleep with yeah. or do, do yeah. both, probably. Like, I feel like he's trying to hypnotize me. Yeah. And here's the thing, is that I like him. Um, I, I'm going to say something very embarrassing about myself. Uh, I really liked the first season of Californication when it came out. But, yeah, I like David Duchovny, and I totally forgot he was even in this fucking movie. Yeah. Because he just plays David Company, he's like he he fucks someone else, and they have a bad relationship, and they have a son that hates him. Which there's so many parts of the movie that could have been like put together in a way that they were funny. It's like they know what funny ideas are, but they don't know that's, how to do anything. That's kind of what I what I left the film with was this. This could have technically been a movie. Um, yeah, but yeah. but it seemed so. Did, did did like an actor write it? Like an actor that had never like written. No, it was um, what's his fucking name? It was someone else who's like usually okay or at least like passable. It was um, he he at least wrote it. Didn't he do super bad and shit? I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah. Let me see. Um. Well, he the the dude wrote. Oh my god, I didn't know it came out this year. I thought it came out like during the pandemic. No, no, it came out this year, which is like even uh, worse because sucks. like yeah. Um it's a retrospective into the thing we all went into. And it sucks. I don't remember him at all. Dude, there's so many unmemorable performances in that movie. You could go on all day saying, I didn't know so and so was in it. But he wasn't in this movie. He was briefly. What did he do? I don't remember. That's the thing. All of these people are in this movie <laughs> and you can't remember anything any of them did because it's nothing. The, the whole movie is nothing. Can, can you believe that this was made by the same guy that made The 40-Year-Old Virgin? No, that's, that's, no. A, that's a hard one to like, swallow. May, maybe, maybe he's had a stroke. Yeah. He's dying. He's yeah. in trouble. He's asking yeah. for help. He's being kept <laughs> This is a cry for help. Uh, but there was one other thing that I, I wanted to, to, to point out, which is something we've already kind of touched on, but I feel like the, the main problem in this movie 
because again, it had, I think, opportunities because of some of the relationships of some of the characters to be a movie that that had jokes in it, yeah. at least. When it had um, Key from Key and Peele. Right. And even he sucked. Mm-hmm. All these people I like suck. Uh, usually that's all I need is like to at least to see like a face that I like. Anyway, um, like most idiots. Um, but the the relationships that people have in the movie that could be so fucking funny, like the one between David Duchovny and his shitty son, um, aren't funny because none of the characters, apart from the protagonist, and even she, it, it's, it's not, not entirely there, have any kind of weakness that causes their character to change. They just have these weird weaknesses that are also their strengths because they're just continuously identifying as a certain type of movie star. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's no character arcs. Nope. There's no interesting interactions. Nope. It's just people existing as a certain specific subtrope. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Pakistani guy addicted to weed or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like a series a, of a, sketches. A it's like a series of sketches that they try to link together into like a coherent narrative, but it doesn't really work. And so it just you're just like bouncing around from, oh, wouldn't this be kind of a zany thing to happen with these characters? And you're just like, no, not really. Well, to even even call them sketches gives them too much credit for being yeah, like sculpted. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sketches have a plot. Yeah. It's like lines yeah. of dialogue that they, they independently <laughs> wrote and tried to make into a movie. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing about like Judd Apatow movies is that uh, whether they're good or bad, the thing that makes them passable at least is that people have character arcs. Yeah. And it, they're, it's based on a bunch of goofy characters that do goofy things and then they find themselves somewhere else. Right. Great. But no one found themselves in any situation that wasn't identical to where they were to begin with, apart from like the director becomes more evil, I guess. But even then, I didn't feel that way about him. Um, but they literally, they force a woman to piss herself on stage and somehow didn't make that funny. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. What it, the it, fuck? Normally, <laughs> I find that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, that, that would be extremely hilarious. But no, I was just like, I think I went that, that I think that's the time that I fucking like passed out of boredom. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, fine film. That, you guys want to watch it? It's, yeah. uh, five out of five stars. <laughs> five, five, five out of five. No, I just um, mean it had five, five out of five stars uh, in, in it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, everybody. What did Benedict Cumberbatch do? Uh, nobody knows or cares. Watch the movie again if you want to find out. No, no. Yeah, if I can, if I can kill some more brain cells. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Maybe cool. it'll be funny. So, so we got our, our main topic today that we got to get to, which is uh, oh. prison, which I feel like we're we're all in. Um, so I I, I figured the uh, the first thing we could ask ourselves is. Uh, what what is a prison? Um, as Dorian scowls at, I guess he finally discovered what Benedict Cumberbatch does in the movie. No, I still haven't figured it out. I'm just looking at the cast. John Lithgow was in it. The fuck did John Lithgow do? 
I'm telling We're you, man. We're in prison right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what prison so the is. The first question we have to ask ourselves in the in the in the discussion of prisons, which again, this is going to be a multi-part series, is uh, what is a prison? Um, and a prison, uh, I guess, could is be is a hospital. Is a. <laughs> it... A prison's really just kind of like a village that you, you got to stay in. It's going to be Barry's new thing. It takes a prison. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, a prison's basically where you find yourself whenever um, uh, you do something that disagrees with the civilization that you're in. Uh in, in a legal sense, um, because you could do plenty of okay to even good things and still end up in prison. Um, it's just uh, you you have in some way breached the laws to the point where they're saying you did too many bad things against our laws and now we have to put you away. And I, w- I would say I would point out an interest in, in, in uh, I would point out an interesting and I think important caveat, which is it's it wouldn't necessarily be the, the civilization uh disagreeing because you know we have a lot of laws that none of us agree with and yet we somehow still hold sure. is the the prevailing power structure the, the ruling class of the civilization because yeah i mean it, weed is pretty much legal everywhere now but talk to people like 10 years ago well, like uh, you'd be surprised uh how, how often weed still lands people in prison that we'll talk about that well, later. that's what i'm saying that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Um, is the civilization right. more or less agreed that like weed is fine, and we put it in fucking movies. The people that we love to do it, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But, well, yeah. How are how are police precincts going to get fucking extra grant money? Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this this little thing that I found: the history of prisons uh, from the birth of modern civilization in third millennia BC. Almost every major ancient civilization used con use concept of prisons as a mean to detain and remove personal freedoms of incarcerated this is a horrible thing that i found yeah why did you you must have been reading this when you were drunk no i was i was uh i didn't read it as the problem could have been saying in prisons are the places Jews put us when they just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I I skimmed this incredibly briefly uh, just just to uh, you know like hey here's this link that I'll use as a conversation yeah. starter. Um, a prison is a hidey hole that's really old that, that powerful yeah. people put people in to the, be quiet. The earliest records of prisons come from the first millennia BC, located on the areas of mighty ancient civilizations <laughs> of Mesopotamia. Uh, I guess we know where the writer is from, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this sucks. Uh, sorry about that. Well, hold on, because there's a really interesting uh, ad in the middle. Oh, it's yeah. got this busty woman from the uh, number from one obvious sign they're seeing someone else. I think that lady oh, is sitting on a. a toilet or something i don't know <laughs> sitting on the stairs well, i thought so, that was like the uh yeah. the ada like assisted uh oh. hand grab uh oh, no. yeah. for, for the well, toilet so what is she like a particularly busty uh, uh midget or yeah. dwarf like, I think so. look how high, high how, look how high that assisted well, she wouldn't uh, just use the ada stall for nothing john <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, getting on the stairs because it makes it not weird that we are 
standing above her, staring down her shirt. I guess so. Um, so they, hey, lady, I can see down your shirt. And she'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm on stairs. Everybody can see down my shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but so she she's giving a knowing look for one of two reasons. And I'm curious what people think. Okay. Is she giving a knowing look because she just caught someone cheating like your girlfriend uh, or her partner, but she wouldn't be looking like that. It was her. She'd no, be very that's... So did you find out that your partner is sleeping with someone else or, or is she about to cheat on her partner with you? Cause she's looking, you know, she's giving you the look. I think she yeah. would look a little bit more suspicious in the latter case. So I think, I think she, she just more found out your man's been fooling around. Do people give you a suspicious look when they want to fuck you? <laughs> yeah, usually. Um, <laughs> go ahead and uh, s- s- uh, let's go to the next link. <laughs> I love that idea. You just walk up to people bars going, hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, guess I'm going yeah. home with you tonight. <laughs> um, so, so this is from uh, August 16th, 2021. Uh, America's incarceration rate falls to lowest level since 1995. Why would that be? Uh, the U.S. incarceration. Uh, it's because we uh, we we uh, let a bunch of people out of prison so they wouldn't get killed by COVID. Uh, I think is part of it. Um, also. Uh, <clears throat> the lowest uh uh there were just under 2.1 million people behind bars in the US um so that's that's still a pretty high number uh and and like comparatively to a lot of other nations America still even after having the lowest incarceration rate since uh, 1995 was leading the the entire world in incarceration uh per per capita um so, uh, th- this episode, by the way, is going to be how you go to prison, um, which, which turns out, you know, like I said earlier, pretty easy. Um, then I found a, a fun fact about, uh, your, your new, uh, your new home. Um, if we want to go to the next link, John, uh, yeah. Um, Wisconsin imprisons one in 36 black adults. No state has a higher rate. A new sentencing pro- project report. Uh, if you could please zoom in, John. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Oops. Nah, that's perfect. A uh, new sentencing project report confirms the state's deep racial disparities in incarceration, which one advocate, advocate calls a slap in the face. Um, so... Uh, black people compromise or comprise 42% of the Wisconsin prison population, uh, but just 6% of the state's population. Um, so one, one of the ways that you can easily go to prison in America is uh, by being black. Uh, that's that's something reliable. Yeah. Being black, uh, you, usually just not being white in a lot of cases, but, but being black, especially, um, and that that actually has a lot to do with uh with the history of uh slavery and uh the abolishment of slavery um and then what happened after the abolishment of slavery if we could go to the next link <clears throat> so there's uh there's obviously a, a deep racial disparity in the uh the prison system um and uh uh, this this has roots uh, deep in American history. Um, so, 
this this article is from the conversation and it's titled exploiting black labor after the abolition of slavery uh if you could zoom just in just a little bit john um so uh with the help of profiteering industrialists they found yet a new way to build wealth on the bound the bound labor of black americans the convict lease system uh, here's how it worked black men and sometimes women and children were arrested and convicted for crimes enumerated in the black codes the black codes were a series of laws that were passed essentially criminalizing or illegalizing being black and uh being recently freed you didn't have things like a job or like a place to stay or um anything like that um so basically uh state laws criminalizing petty offenses and aimed at keeping freed people tied to their former owners plantations and farms the most sinister crime was vagrancy the crime of being unemployed which brought a large fine that few blacks could afford to pay so basically hey you don't have a job Oh, well, here's this fine for not having a job. Also, we're going to make sure that you never get a job because we're never going to hire you as a, as a newly freed slave. Um, and now that you have this huge fine that you got to pay off, I guess you got to go work for this plantation um, is essentially what, what they were doing. Uh, black convicts were leased to private companies, typically industries profiteering from the region's untapped natural resources. As many as 200,000 black Americans were forced into back-breaking labor in coal mines, turpentine factories, and lumber camps. They lived in squalid conditions, chained, starved, beaten, flogged, and sexually violated. They died by the thousands from injury, disease, and torture. Um, so, uh, this is kind of the uh the shift that happens after slavery is abolished um companies still want a lot of free labor and the way that you get free labor is by criminalizing anything and everything that you can throw people in prison for uh when this first starts this is largely targeted at black americans because they're the easiest target uh they're the subject of a lot of ire from um you know the the ruling class because you know the ruling class lost them as free labor uh the the poor white uh community in the area who who oftentimes lived in just as horrible of, of impoverished conditions as uh black people in these regions uh now had to compete with black uh with black labor um yeah, you know, in in what ways that black labor was even actually able to uh, 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 create or like make make itself available, uh, because again, people didn't want to hire black <laughs> black workers a lot of times. Uh, so so you know the 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 black community was an easy target uh, immediately after the ab abolition of slavery. Um, this has kind of shifted now to where you know. Black people, of course, are still heavily targeted, but you know this this also extends into the white uh, impoverished community where uh, petty offenses are being uh, over fined, uh, over you know adjudicated, etc. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next link. There's a good uh, Marx quote that people only say the first like five words of usually uh, that that fits in with this. Uh, it's all that is solid melts into air, 
All that is holy is profaned, and man is at last compelled to face with sober senses his real conditions of life and his relations with his kind. The need of a constantly expanding market for its products chases the bourgeoisie over the entire surface of the globe. Indeed. Wise words from Brother Marx. Brother, brother Marx. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, a, a new, uh, well, not new, but it's uh, re-emerging, I would say. A new thing that's been re-emerging. <laughs> new thing. A thing that's been re-emerging. Um, is uh, essentially debtors' prisons, wherein uh, uh, you can be, you know, charged a fine for something you do. Let's say you get a speeding ticket, and let's say you don't have 150 bucks to uh, to spend on a speeding ticket. Well, now you're in contempt of the court, and the court can find that if you uh, if you're not paying uh, this fine, um, and and you you could technically afford paying this fine um then then it's not that you you know you're being thrown into prison for your debt it's a you're being thrown into prison for contempt of the court essentially um this is of course dubious um we'll we'll in in the next segment we'll get into how this is financialized um and this part will just stick to how you get thrown into prison in the first place um but but this uh the system of fines has become incredibly financialized uh, in recent years. Um, so this uh, this AP article uh, jailed over unpaid fines, court costs, uh, debtors prisons. Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, if you want to scroll down a little bit, John. All right. So uh, Pittsburgh in October 2015, Harrison police pulled over Judith Snock and gave her a $130 or $138 dollar 50 cent speeding ticket snock 59 of apollo had recently broken her arm in a car accident and lost her job at a cement factory she couldn't pay the fine three months later a constable we apparently still have constables in the u.s uh arrested her and took her to a courtroom in brackenridge snock said district judge carolyn bengal showed no concern for her her financial circumstances i said i don't have a job i had a cast she said you have one hour to pay the fine. Uh, go ahead and go down. Reasonable amount of time given. Yeah. Really. Um, well, I mean, if you work hard enough for one hour, you can make $150. <laughs> so you can pay the fine and then, you, and then you'll still have $12 left over to buy yourself some lunch. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, and it, I, mean, I think it is reasonable because in order to make $150 uh, in a year, you only need to make about $300,000 a year. Sorry, $150 an hour, you only need to make about $300,000 a year. Yeah. Well, that is, which is reasonable, right? Which like what most people make. Yeah. Yeah. That's my understanding uh, based on inflation. Um, so, you know. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so Snot could not come up with what she owed and spent the night in jail. She was released after her retired mother scraped together the money. In January of 2015, John J. Marcus III, 38, of Plum, was caught driving without a license, registration, or a valid inspection and fined almost $500. Marcus and his parents, with whom he lives, are all unemployed and on disability. In February 2016, a constable arrested Marcus and took him before District Judge Bengal. Like Snock, Marcus was said he was not offered a lawyer. Uh, he said the magistrate gave him two hours to pay. When he couldn't, he too was put in Allegheny County Jail, where he spent five days. 
The court explained on a form that Marcus had enough money to pay because he received Supplemental Security Income, a program that provides funds to disabled individuals with little to no money. Um, if they're going to throw people in who cannot afford to pay in jail, when are they not going to get the money or when they are not going to get the money anyway with murderers, rapists, and pedophiles, said Marcus. I mean, really? Debtors prisons? Um, go ahead, and Dorian. also just like, even on a pragmatic level, if you still wanted to be a fucking asshole monster and extract money from these people that don't have it, but I guess potentially maybe could have it, just garnish their fucking wages. Well, yeah. Why put them I in mean, fucking prison? <laughs> so so the the problem with that is that uh in a lot of cases except for really specific cases like child support garnishment of wages is illegal so they can't garnish wages they're also technically not supposed to throw people in jail for debts well there you go (laughs) but but what they're doing is they're using this roundabout way of excusing it through saying it's contempt of court because because, yeah that's, you have an hour to, to get the money. To mm-hmm. so, that's really cool. When, if you get a text from someone saying, you have an hour to get me the money, you usually end up thinking, this person's a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, granted, judges don't text me very often, uh, but if they did... Well, and also, not- like, like, let's say you know one of you two ends up in a scrape and now you got a big fine that you got to pay and you don't have the money on you if either one of you texted me hey i i need you to get me x amount of dollars within an hour uh there's a very strong chance that i would be busy working on something and wouldn't even notice the text for like uh, 55 minutes Right, and then at that point, I'd be like, ah, "I gotta open up the fucking app and and figure out how to transfer the money. What's your username on what? Uh, on I don't even remember what, what are the fucking Venmo. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, even even yeah. and then and then we we get raped in prison, and it'd be your fault. Well, it would be your fault. It would yeah. actually be your fault. Uh, the risk I'm willing to take. But, but like even <laughs> in my my workplace which is all remote you generally expect that someone respond to you within an hour right and they're being paid money to respond to you within an hour yeah guess what doesn't always fucking happen because people have shit going on right (laughs) yeah and so so (laughs) reach out to someone and get the money and and the fact of the matter is that they're able to ask that because technically they could call up a payday loan place and get the money in an hour. Sure. They could get, they could get a 600%, uh, you know, interest rate loan of, uh, of $200, um, you know, on the fucking spot if they really wanted to. Well, the good Uh, thing is they won't ask for your credit, you know? Exactly. So, so I mean, payday loan place won't, right. Uh, or, or like most of them on, um, and so you uh, you don't have to go to jail. You just have to spend uh, anywhere between three and ten thousand uh, dollars instead of your hundred fifty dollars speeding ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, sorry, one and infinite money. How about right. one? Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, upper limit here. Yeah. Um. Go go ahead and uh, swing on to the next link there, John. 
Um, yeah, we'll need to zoom in on that. <clears throat> All right. So the, the landmark 1983 Supreme Court decision, Bearden v. Georgia, provided protections against the practice of jailing people based on their poverty. Despite these protections, people who cannot afford to pay their court fines and fees are still being incarcerated for non-payment. This report presents the findings of a year-long investigation into the assessment and collection of fines and fees in five states, Louisiana, Michigan, Ohio, Georgia, and Washington. This publication uses personal accounts of people who struggle to pay their court debt to illustrate the negative effects of debtors' prisons on individuals, the economy, and the justice system. General and state-specific recommendations are provided to address these practices. All right, so here's some some key findings um, from this report. This is from the Fines, Fees, Fines and Fees Justice Center. They're a little bit on the Libby side of things, where it's like, well, yeah, people should pay their fines and fees, but we got to be gentler about it. Uh, don't believe in any of that. Um, fines, fines are only a punishment for the poor, essentially. Uh, a thing we should point out. Um, yeah. If something only carries a fine as its punishment, that means rich people can do it as much as they want and poor people uh, will be sent to prison for it. All you have to do is make $300,000 a year. Yeah. For the low cost of having a job that's completely out of your reach, you can do whatever you want. For for the low cost of having a job that's not a job. Yeah. So uh, key findings in Louisiana, a $100 late fee is imposed upon people who cannot make timely payments according to the schedule determined by the court. People may be held in contempt and jailed for non-payment, typically for five to 30 days. Um, Participation in a diversion or treatment program can cost around $600 per month. And if a person defaults on the program fees, he or she is dropped from the program and risks incarceration. Um, So, you know, think about the the amount of money that we're imprisoning someone for, um, and and it just really doesn't honestly make sense from a fiscal percent perspective on the side of the state. Uh, I'm saying on the side of the state very specifically here to jail someone for five to thirty days over a couple hundred dollar fine. Right. We'll get into the financial stuff on the next uh, next episode. We talk about this. Um, so we won't go too much into that. But specifically for the state, it does not make any sense because the state is paying way more than they would get back in fines by jailing someone for, for this amount of time. Oh, sure. Also, the uh, that, that bit about uh, diversion or treatment programs that cost you an asinine amount per month yeah. uh, and if you are late with your payments even, uh, you can go to jail. Uh, I was in one of those programs, uh, in California, uh, and, uh, they essentially let you know that if you're like a fucking day late, if you don't come in with your payment on the day that it's due, uh, they'll just fucking call the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. So Very that's cool. your goal. Like, and and that's in the, uh, the communist hell of California yeah. where we believe in love and hugs and, uh, everything. Yeah. Right. You people. I didn't catch what you said. Sorry. I said you people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've been in Milwaukee for all of, of uh, like two, two and a half weeks now. So you're no longer a Californian by, by birth and upbringing and uh, also most of your adult living experience. You're, you're yeah. now a Milwaukeean. Yeah. 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 
That's cool. I uh, like you people. I just jail one in 36. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like Californians. <laughs> I'm much more racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember we, we were talking about that on the road trip where, where I mentioned that, that someone I knew mentioned that uh, uh, apparently Wisconsin is the most racist state. And I'm like, that can't be true. It has to be somewhere in the South. Uh, and then I hear this, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I think, I think I kind of agreed with you to some, some extent. I was like, yeah, yeah. that seems a little bit maybe exaggerated, right. but here we are. Whoever that someone was maybe knew a thing or two about incarceration rates in uh, the state of Wisconsin. My old roommate, Rachel, shout out, Rachel. <laughs> Gotta love awesome. Rachel, one of my favorite yes, old Dorian's roommates. Yeah. No matter what, she was nice. Um, all right. In Michigan, <laughs> a person can be held in jail longer than their original sentence if they do not pay the $12 jail entry fee. If fines and fees are not paid within 56 days of the due date, a 20% late fee can be imposed. Paying fines and fees are often a condition of probation, and a person cannot claim his or her indigence until the judge imposes fines and fees. Um, so the judge can conceivably wait to impose fines and fees, uh, have you held in jail. Um, if you don't pay the $12 entry fee, which, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're just like expected to be carrying cash on you when, when they take you to jail or something. Um, I, I assume what what that is for the twelve dollar entry fee is because yeah so fifty six days of the due date so you have two months to then work a job in the jail that pays you twelve cents an hour yeah uh, in order to pay off that twelve dollars so you only uh, have to work a hundred hours in order yeah. to yeah so I'm assuming that's literally what that's for no without a doubt yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, and and we'll find in, in the next episode um, is that this is all just a financial game. Um, but the, this is uh, this is focused on how you get into jail. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Get, don't don't be sorry. This is important to point out that that there's a reason that we're talking about these things in this way, and that that there's going to be more explanation in the next bit, um, in the next episode. This next uh, one's really uh uh S supervisor deebs yeah what's up can, can, can i can i go grab a beer yeah yeah, yeah. we don't need you right now <laughs> scroll okay. down a little bit there you go you're good oh, <laughs> Shit. all right well i'll keep reading you guys go grab beers and, and tinkle or whatever um so a, a number of Ohio residents have been unlawfully held in jail longer than they should have been, despite satisfying their court debt with the number of days they spent in jail pursuant to the $50 per day or yeah, $50 per day jail credit policy. Um, so basically what this is, this policy says that if you spend a, a day in jail, you get a $50 credit to whatever your fines and fees are supposed to be. Um, this is supposed to be a gentler way of handling the fines and fees. It's like, okay, you spend a night in jail, that counts for $50 off your fine. Um, but uh, what what happens oftentimes in these cases, uh, as, as this notes, is that a lot of times uh, people will be held despite having paid off their fine per the $50 per day jail credit. Um, so, you know, 
illegally being held against their will at this point because they've fulfilled to the best of their ability or not even to the best of of their ability they've fulfilled the law as it is written and uh, they're still being held um in Georgia, monthly fees that must be paid to private probation companies make people less able to afford and pay down their base fine and other costs originally assessed by the court. Again, we'll be getting into uh, the financialization of all this stuff later, but just the fact that there is a private company collecting probation fees uh, is just insane when, you know, uh, a private company has nothing but the profit motive in mind. So of course they're going to make it difficult for these people to pay. They're going to make it harder for people to get off of their probation program, uh, so that they can keep them, uh, uh paying into their, uh, system essentially. Um, at the time of this report, research showed that some Washington counties operated on auto jail policies, which required Mike, defendants. Are we still doing a podcast tonight? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, you know, I, I was uh, I was actually reading some negative press about my my home state uh, of Washington. Oh, things happen wrong in Washington. What's going on? Yeah, things happen wrong in Washington, which is again is another communist state where they believe in love uh, and hugs. Um, so at the time of this report, research showed that some Washington counties operated on auto jail policies, which require defendants to report to jail if they cannot afford their fines and fees and subject them to arrest if they do not report. Non-payment of rehabilitation program costs have also served as a path back to jail. Uh, because of the... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, don't, you, you shouldn't better yourself in prison. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And, and you, you, should, you should have lots of money to pay for a rehabilitation program um, when, when you're uh, maybe addicted to or, or have some kind of mental disorder that causes you to be uh, in, in a rehabilitation program. Um, notably, these are the kind of people that hold really good jobs uh, yeah, that, that can I give mean, them lots of money. Sorry, man, I got to stop you there. I mean, it's... It's crazy that you you people are always like this. Uh, but... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Go ahead. Call me a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like, you know, I don't mean like you people. I mean you people. Um, That's the same just, words in a different time. <laughs> yeah. But just the fact that, uh, you know, you you don't seem to realize something that's it's pretty simple, which is just because you're in jail doesn't mean you have problems. Oh. No, no, no. All that's right. true. Yeah. So, you know, you, I don't know. There's no real correlation there. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, saying, saying all that shit, I don't know. I'm just not friendly to it. That's all I got. Like, I don't want to start a thing about it. I appreciate your, your pushback and that's been taken into advisement. Yeah. Um, Well, we're not going to talk to HR because she might agree with me. Because she's a risk. <laughs> All right, Dorian, we're going to use some feeling statements now. Um, <laughs> because of the 12%. Really cool. What's that? I love the, the idea of auto jail. Oh, yeah. And, and it's cool. auto jail because you got to do it to yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. You, you have to report yourself to, uh, to prison. Um, so that you can be jailed for being a naughty boy uh 
and and then uh also fined for being in jail and and uh maybe a rehabilitation program that they assigned to you um yeah that that's a really cool policy um also, I, I just realized something, and I'm sure there's something wrong with this because there's no way that there's just an easy way to deal with a problem. But uh, say you have a, a, like an interlock uh, device, and a breathalyzer installed in your car from the courts. Right. Why don't you just use a fucking air compressor? Oh, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's the dumbest shit ever. Uh, all, all these like like the the ankle bracelet shit. Um, yeah. The the fucking breathalyzing. Like if you are even remotely industrious, uh, you can get out of it. Um, and then you know a lot a lot of times, and we'll again we'll talk about the financialization later. But a lot of times this, you know, the breathalyzer comes from a company, right? And the company oh, yeah. has to uh, has to be paid for the for the breathalyzer. The ankle it's bracelet comes from a company. Device. And uh, uh, you know, a device that is constantly tracking you might be of interest to certain uh, companies who are looking to buy metadata. Uh, you know to geographically track people based on certain, you know, I don't know, aspects of who they are, you know, just, Oh, people who are in prison, go to the bar more often after the, you know, the, yeah. whatever. Um, it, I mean, people will literally just buy data and have data so that they can. Yeah. No. yeah. Pe- people who are like super into like uh, data purchasing or, or weirdo creeps. Yeah. Right. And, and, and um anybody like who buys lots that, of data uh... <laughs> anybody who buys lots of data might be the kind of person that would like wall themselves in with cardboard or something i don't know <laughs> <What? laughs> um so uh the last bullet point here uh because of the 12 percent interest fee assessed on unpaid fines and fees restitution and other court costs many washington residents are not able to pay off their court debt for years and sometimes decades Cool, 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 cool. So, uh, America has historically done, sorry, I should say the United States, not America. Um, the United States has historically done this cool little switcheroo thing where they do something good, but then they also codify something bad when they do it. Um, so let's go ahead and go to the next link, which is the 13th amendment, which is, uh, one of the one of the the real um i don't know og methods of doing this kind of thing uh john if you could please zoom in on section one right there it's a very fine font i can barely see it uh all right so uh uh the 13th amendment some people will, re- will recognize as the abolition of slavery uh section one neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So that, that caveat right there is where we're like, okay, we're not going to do slavery anymore, but here's how we're going to make it legal to do lots of slavery if we really want to. Um, and then again, immediately after this, uh, this is ratified, uh, that's when you get the black codes where not having a job when you can't get a job because you're black, 
uh, becomes a crime, and uh, then you get uh, forced into slavery because you've done a crime. Um, <clears throat> we're we're now the same people that wouldn't hire you. Yeah, we're oh, the, lease lease you. Well, yeah, they right. they they no. specifically would not hire you so that they could no. then you know have you as a leased convict. Well, sometimes you just need a contract laborer. You know, uh, it's yeah. uh, how these things work. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a gig economy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, but before anyone gets weird uh, and and says we only read part of it, Section Two essentially just says that Congress is able to make laws in order to, uh, you yeah, know, back sure. out. That's important, I guess. <laughs> Congress well, I mean, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We now have a plethora of laws saying, actually, we can put people on prison as long as we want. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, is that is important. Um, I think it's kind of implied by Section One, but but yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link there, Janaru. Janalana Bing Bong. Uh, zoom in on the highlighted portion. Uh, so this is about um, uh, the uh, the debtors prison laws, and uh, the the headline for this particular section is the end dot dot dot, or is it the section I've highlighted here? <laughs> uh, in in 1833, Congress outlawed debtors prisons, and in 1983, the Supreme Court ruled that in order to jail a person for failure to pay a fine or fee. The judge must first consider if the uh, person was willfully choosing not to pay. Uh, this has not stopped law enforcement agencies from jailing poor folks over an inability to pay fees, often before they're even charged with the crime. For example, in 2015, a bedridden Missouri man who was living on a 488 social security check was jailed for not paying $464 worth of fees after his house was condemned by the city and he chose to what continue the living there. Certainly his inability to pay such a fee was not willful. Um, so the, the disgusting basic wow. math that's being done there is you make $488 we're only charging you 464. Why can't you pay this, bro? Uh, probably because he has to pay for things like uh, electricity, uh, food, water. Um, a bedridden man wouldn't have medications or anything. Yeah, either. yeah. Any medications that he needs. That was the next one I was going to list off. Um, Five hundred dollar kind of, a month insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. And, and and then like uh I'm I'm sure that uh say somehow he did pay this fine, these code enforcement fines yeah, they're they, like parking they're, they're like parking tickets. Yeah, they, yeah. they keep coming back every month. Or if the, the, the code enforcement person might hit him every week potentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think the uh, the the one editorial I would make to this article is that uh, it says, and he chose to continue living there. I don't think a, a bedridden person has a whole lot of choices in where they live necessarily. Um, so I would say, uh, and he still had to yeah. fucking live there because... Um, uh, being homeless is also a crime, by the way. Um, yeah, even if you're even if you're a homeless per or or uh, well, potentially homeless, and this is not a safe like house, but he owns land, but the government can tell you that it's not good enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he's literally being punished for being homeless at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, again, this this is about how people can go to jail, uh, and it turns out uh, it's all just made up, and you can go to jail no matter what. Uh, especially if you're poor, though, is uh, really what's going to be yeah. the the connecting line between all these things. Go or ahead. if you want to live off grid, people <laughs> people trying to live off grid get jailed for fines. Yeah. No. Well. Too. <laughs> good thing none of us are trying to do that, right? <laughs> no, we never. <laughs> Listening to the podcast will not send you to prison. Yeah. Uh, So this is from the Pew Research Center, and the headline kind of says everything it needs to. Uh, Four in 10 U.S. drug arrests in 2018 were for marijuana offenses, mostly possession. Uh, So we're not even talking about selling illicit drugs. We're talking most of these people are just walking around with a little bit of smoking weed in their pocket and uh, got arrested for it. Well, let's face it, like most people who get in trouble for like possession with intent to distribute are people who just possessed enough of it. Well, yeah, people who just like smoking weed a lot. So they buy in bulk, you know? Yeah, they just have like like, a few grams instead of one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, this is not a like whoever this cop busted is definitely not a dealer. Yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't have a fucking business off of that amount of weed. No. Yeah, I look how he's just like dumbly staring at the table, like, "Oh yeah, I'm a good piggy uh, boy. Oh, good, oh, <laughs> we, good we, piggy we, boy." Yeah. This podcast hates cops, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Dorian? Oh, I just oink oink oink. Oh. <laughs> so, do, do, do you think that there's a that there's a callus from his like fucking like fat piggy fucking thighs, fucking, oh, uh, rubbing against his holster? Oh, yeah. You know, I was no. gonna ask. Uh, John, so so the uh, the the Marine Corps uh, dress uniform, right? Yeah, it has the uh, the red stripes down the the sides of the legs, and those are the the, <laughs> the blood stripes, right? And, and that's yeah. supposed to like represent the the blood shed by NCOs and wars past or whatever. What do you think the uh, the brown stripe on the cops pants means? Uh, you know? Every time they've uh, uh, <laughs> shit their pants <laughs> in fear of a black semen linebacker. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I need to ask this question, uh, but okay, so I know that cops are largely pretty sedentary. Yeah. And I know they eat like shit. Right. Um, I'm also pretty sedentary these days, and I don't eat good necessarily why don't i look as fucking fat and shitty as a cop it's a person why do cops look there, like man. that i don't know man because i know you're unhappy and you feel and look like shit but look he's now, more now's... unhappy <laughs> and feels more like shit i was gonna say now's now's a really t- bad time to bring up dorian's bulimia uh. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be really awkward. I'm just sexy naturally, guys. I don't like to... hey, uh, eating disorders are serious business, and um, if, if you're struggling with one, uh, please please get appropriate help. Yeah, you it, don't it, deserve to have to experience that. Police officers do. They should look good yeah. on the job, right? Yeah, they should Cops be very self conscious. Sexy. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and scroll down to the pie chart, John. Oh yeah, there was a pie chart. There was a pie chart. Yeah. Well, you know, if a cop sees it, it's a pie chart. Um, so 40% of arrests are for marijuana. 92% of that 40% is possession. 8% is sale or manufacture. Again, uh 
pretty dubious uh, how people determine what the amount is for if you're planning on selling marijuana. Um, could just be that you've got a decent supply of marijuana because you you only buy once a month or once every couple of months, whatever. Um, 25% heroin, cocaine, or derivatives. Uh, 6% uh, synthetic or manufactured drugs. 29% other, which probably falls into the realm of like hallucinogens uh which are you know non-habit forming um drugs for the most i don't i don't know of any habit forming hallucinogens um, i mean it could be something like just fucking paraphernalia it's yeah, like this is right other it could just be like having like a, a dope ass bong or something who knows uh, it's, a, it's a water pipe sir it's for yeah <laughs> it's for hookah um <laughs> So uh yeah that that's uh that's the way that most people actually go to jail is uh just by having drugs um and, and being yeah. poor. Uh yeah. Well and uh, uh I think I think generally uh marijuana's the cheapest drug, I think, or one of the cheaper drugs. It's not like I don't yeah. know, I'm I'm guessing crack is ridiculously cheap. <laughs> Uh, but they also like like uh, police dogs. Generally, most cops only train their drug dogs to sniff for marijuana because it's like super fucking easy to train yeah, a, right. a dog to uh, sniff for marijuana. That and also the dogs are only fifty percent accurate anyways because most of the time they're fucking tired and just want to be left alone. Yeah. So uh, fucking, they're they're tired of riding around in a hot ass car, so they just fucking hit the vehicle. <laughs> Right. A real quick note on uh, on on the uh, the price point of uh, crack. Uh, crack oh. is actually so cheap because the CIA provides it for free. <laughs> <laughs> kind of only sort of joking. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a trick involved in this as well because we 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 can't just talk about. Uh, money per hit or money per like weight or something like that. We need to talk about the amount of time spent under the influence of the drug, right? And so marijuana is definitely the cheapest drug in that sense because you can be high for a really long time on not very much weed. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, a few crap, a few rocks of crack, probably not going to give you high very long. No, it's a Little it's a cool. it's a short high from what I've heard. Yeah. Way cooler high. <laughs> way, way, <laughs> way chiller vibes. Feel better. Yeah. Um, same with meth. Certainly of clean more, but um yeah. Yeah. actually no, meth meth is another one of those long life, long lived, just you you do it all day things. I mean you can do crack all day if you want, but yeah. If you want. <laughs> it's a, it's America, goddammit. Do what you want here. Uh, but but there's, there's cost to be considered in this. I'll I'll do the math after that episode. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. We'll, we'll present your findings on the uh the, the finance uh episode of, of prisons. <laughs> um go ahead and go to the next link, John. Uh Damn. so this is a map of where where weed is legal or not legal um so uh lots of states have an adult and medical use regulated program 
Uh, that's basically recreational and or medical uh, marijuana. Um, no states right now currently, from what I can tell, yeah, no states have an adult use only, no medical regulated program. So everywhere that has a recreational uh, program also has a medical program. Uh, it just seems like a weird, redundant waste of money. Yeah. Uh, most... like why would you go get a prescription? Right. <laughs> I got a prescription so I can't use medical marijuana in this state. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know why that's a that's a, a indicator they they had in there, but maybe one state at some point had something like that. I can I can imagine something that asinine. Um, most states in general have a comprehensive medical cannabis program. Um, and then, uh, the states that only have a CBD or low THC program are, uh, Wyoming, Wisconsin, damn, another Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Texas. And then, uh, Idaho, Nebraska, and Kansas have no public cannabis access program. Um, so... Lots and lots of people are being uh, drugged, or not drugged, jailed <laughs> for a drug that is almost universally legal in some way or another in, in all states, except for a couple of weirdo outliers. Um, oh, yeah, that- and the cops, are, the cops are dumb in Texas because we do have these, like, smokable fucking, like, CBD strains here. Mm-hmm. And people get busted all the time fucking for it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Because they got to send that shit to a fucking lab over the weekend and shit like that. Yeah, so they hold you because, you know, you might run away with all your CBD smokables. (laughs) You might get real kind of relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. God only knows. You might get so relaxed you don't show up for your court date and then they'll have to jail you. And then you deal with your anxiety. I'm um, smoking more CBD. It's addictive. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and go to the next link. Uh, we we owe a lot of uh, these policies to uh, to uh, Joe Biden. Um, yeah. Isn't it crazy that he did most of this stuff while wearing a mullet? Yeah, like that's the craziest thing about Joe Biden to me. Is that he he did all these crazy uh, like punitive, just evil things while wearing a mullet? It was it was the uh... yeah. Go ahead and go to that uh, C-SPAN clip there, John, because we got paywalled again. Yeah, um, goddamn. You, you know, uh, not 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 that I'm bitter about it or anything. Um, about his mullet, yes. Well, I'm bitter about the mullet, actually. I'm bitter that, like, you know, all sorts of libs were were uh, basically browbeating the shit out of anybody that said they wouldn't jo- vote for Joe Biden um, because Joe Biden is the reason most of uh, the United States's like current problems exist. Um, and Bill Clinton helped. Yeah, we're right. This is during the Clinton era. Uh, this is the 1994 crime bill. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that Joe Biden is so proud of until he like has to talk about like oh well yeah I guess I did help mass incarceration a little bit but like you know that wasn't my fault um this is uh this is Joe Biden uh talking about uh 
and uh, what we should do with people who have drugs on them. Uh, go ahead. And, and he's only doing this because every Amer- African American in the country came to him with razor blades that they rusted inside of oil. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much his reasoning. <laughs> so go ahead and play it. It was a cheap shot, and it had some resonance out there. Just like when I first got in politics, even though I'd come from this background and ran on a law and order platform, I remember the liberals used to say, Biden is, quote, an iconoclast. That was in my newspaper called. What happened to Joe Biden's lisp? <laughs> oh, he, he, developed, he developed that later on when his brain started melting. <laughs> He also doesn't like have his, uh, his, uh, his, his, uh, his, uh, what, what, uh, his stutter. Um, <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, stutter, lisp, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, actually, he has both now. He has yeah. both now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the lisp just comes with, uh, with dentures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to hold them in your mouth. It, it, it's hard while it's talking. It's not that he gained a lisp so much as he, he gained dentures. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about our our leaders currently. We already did an episode. We talked about this for a long fucking time, but just watching them try to hold their fake fucking mouths in. <laughs> well, and oh, especially okay. when they have like quivery old person lip, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the try not to sucking on her own teeth. Yeah, that, the yeah the. That's why they have those weird fucking expressions on their faces. They're they're pursing their lips so yeah. fucking hard. And it's like gotta hold guys, these bad boys in. You know, you know what would solve that problem so they'd never have to do that again? If they just left office and never they publicly died. <laughs> Yeah, or they died. That's, that's they fine died. too. <laughs> Dying is one way to leave office. Yeah. Guys, just don't go. I, I, I don't want to be an ideologue, and so I'm just saying, like, it would be nice for us all to live forever, but maybe our politicians just all need to die. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally okay with that. Like, let's, like, let's, let's build a, a really big wood chipper for <laughs> other people to use what they want to use that big giant wood chipper for, but, like, we should build it so people can use it. You, you see, I'm a mentalist. In the end, and I believe that our politicians should be uh, uh, divided into small pieces that are easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 something that that uh, shovels easily into a bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What does he say about the black oh, people? He's going to oh, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. say some stuff. Go ahead, play it. Yeah. Class. Because how can he really be a progressive and want to lock these people up? I'm sure my friend from California gets hit with that all. How can you be a progressive and be so tough on crime? Well, literally nobody was asking that. So I'm sorry. Was he talking? Was he talking to a fellow Democrat or a Republican? A Democrat, because he's talking. Yeah. Yeah. So. So he was, this is the most aggressive I've seen Joe Biden towards a fucking like Democrat, I guess not in line with him, fucking or supposedly not in line with him. Uh, but, and it's mostly for him to like try to convince them that he's a right winger. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that they shouldn't judge him for being a right winger. Also, this doesn't necessarily apply this time. It'll apply next episode, I'm sure. 
Um, but um, just the, the reminder that uh, Senator Joseph Biden was a Democrat from Delaware. <laughs> and Delaware is a state that only exists as a tax haven for credit card companies. Yes, sir. That's the only reason that state exists. Uh, it's a hyperstitional uh, geological event that occurred uh, <laughs> when they just decided that credit card company should exist. Delaware and has not, will not, and will back. never exist. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only reason Delaware is, is real. And, and, and I mean that. No, that's, um, that's true. All right, John. I wasn't wedded to the notion. Every time Richard Nixon, when I was running in 1972, would say law and order, the Democratic mantra, the response was law and order with justice, whatever that meant. And I'd say lock the SOBs up. Well. <laughs> well, well, there you go. I love that this, see, he already looks old as shit. Yeah. Right. Like he doesn't look like he's trembling and falling apart, but he looks fucking old. And that came out, what, 28 years ago? Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very cool, guys. Very cool. <laughs> good, good presidential material. Exactly. Um, go ahead and go to, uh, to the next link that would have been in line. It's, uh, it's the one that says Biden. Yep. Right, right above. Yep. Uh, Biden could have taken the war on drugs down a notch. He didn't. This is from uh, this uh, June 16th, 2021. Uh, a little notice law could make it easier to punish people for low level drug crimes and put them in prison longer with less proof. Um, Hell yeah. That's what we needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, uh, a, a smaller burden of proof for the powerful, powerful government. Yeah. Right. Um, That's something everyone can agree on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in uh, uh, June uh, uh, of last year, um, but uh, last month, so that would have been May of last year, President Biden quietly extended a policy that critics call a betrayal of his campaign promise to end mandatory minimum sentences. Fun fact, mandatory minimum sentences were a huge part of his 1994 uh, crime bill. Um, so he's kind of the mandatory minimum sentences guy. Uh, the new law concerns class-wide scheduling of fentanyl analogs. It may sound like a wonky snooze fest, but the measure could land more low-level drug dealers in prison for longer and with less proof than is usually required, while kingpins and chemists who manufacture and distribute these new dr drugs don't tend to get caught. Uh, an analog, it goes on to explain, is a chemical cousin to is like a chemical cousin to fentanyl, similar similar in molecular structure, but not exactly the same. Because illegal fentanyl is made in labs, usually black market labs in China, there are almost infinite ways to tinker with its molecules, creating new drugs and staying one step ahead of the feds. As one become it becomes illegal, cartel chemists invent another. Class wide scheduling makes a broad swath of analogs preemptively illegal including substances that haven't been invented yet, even those that could turn out to be medically useful, which is a real cool way that we uh, accidentally criminalize drugs that could be medically useful later on. Yeah. Uh, things like marijuana. That's exactly what happens with that. Um, a lot of... Uh, well, I mean, or, or, or 
which I'm not, uh, I would never trust this without fucking extensive evidence, but like, what if somebody did make an opioid like substance that was not addictive? Right. No. But now it, it's preemptively it solve every problem that anyone has. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, and you know, um, research is showing that things like uh like ecstasy uh are good for ptsd uh psychedelics in general have been proven uh to be good for ptsd treatments um, MDMA are great for yeah. Different things. yeah so you know but they're all illegal thankfully because of laws like what's happening with with uh, fentanyl i'm not saying fentanyl is good fentanyl kills tons of people and bad. Uh, it's, it's our that's our crazy take for the day is fentanyl. Yeah, probably not good. Fentanyl, not good. But the also the the one of the really important things about making all of these potential chemicals uh, and and whatnot illegal is that it also precludes people from being able to even study them, not even necessarily from right. use. Yeah, uh, and and that's one of the reasons that we know as little as we do about things like LSD uh, and other like extremely, I would say, beneficial and helpful and useful drugs, um, because we just, after a period of studying them a lot, suddenly we're entirely precluded from doing so. Yep, that's you can't a... even know about it. It's not allowed for you to know about this thing. Super cool. Um, the war on drugs always going good. Um, yep. We have a we have a couple of chats that I'd like to to hit real no. quick. Oh, HC God. says, "My biggest flex I can't put on my resume is that I made it through public school in the South Bronx without going to prison." Uh, Madison G says, "Prescription still would be necessary for kids to get marijuana for medical reasons, even if they're in a recreational state." Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Caledon says, "Maidenless behavior, really." Fucking nerd. Um, and Madison G says, "Delaware is a psyop." Agreed. <laughs> oh, Delaware. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, go ahead and go to the next link, John. Um, oh man, I, I totally thought that this like like this arm here, where it's like a little bit pinker at the tip here, was just like a big giant dick. Yeah, could that's, be. That's yeah, really funny because when I saw it out of the corner of my eye, I thought I was seeing some piece of like gore. bars, <laughs> oh god, what are we looking at now? Uh, yeah. yeah, so but all of our subconsciouses are doing fine. You know, on, on the subject of uh, hang, hanging your meat through your uh, your cell door, you know how people always make up shit like, oh, if you got saggy pants in prison, that means you want to get fucked or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, all the, all, I call that, um, I, had, uh, I had a dare officer named Officer Rose. Oh. Who said the most insane lies uh, every day. And, and I'm sure all dare guys do that. Yeah. But this guy seemed like he was... Fuck it, he was a loose cannon of bullshit. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, whenever I whenever I hear that kind of thing, I'm like, oh, that's an Officer Rose thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, one actual legitimate way that you can uh, indicate that you want to fuck somebody 
is by hanging your meat out of yourself. <laughs> you got your dick just hanging out the bars. Uh, people will be like, I think he wants that to be sucked or touched in some way. It could be the opposite. Well, who knows? Yeah, yeah they don't do, they don't do uh, air conditioning very well in prison, so you might just need to be yeah. airing that shit out, I guess. Yeah, because if, yeah. if someone comes to me when I'm trying to like, you know, make it presentable, it's not presentable yet, that's there could be an issue, you know, moving too fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so course of plea bargaining has poisoned the criminal justice system. It's time to suck the venom out. This is from the ACLU <laughs> yeah. on, on the subject of hanging meat out to get sucked. Um, <clears throat> so the, uh, the vast number of cases brought under our system of mass incarceration or yeah, mass incarceration means that plea bargaining is the only way for courts to get through the sheer number of cases in their dockets. The system lacks process, fairness, and often even rule of law. Um, Basically, without going too deep into the article, people are often coerced into taking plea bargains. Uh, they're not given adequate representation, um, which is one of the you know constitutional things that we uh, we have in our constitution. Is you're supposed to have a, a fair, speedy trial and uh, you know be provided adequate representation for your trial. Um, but uh, a lot of times what happens is, and, and this, of course, happens with poor folks who don't have the money to have a, a lawyer available to them, uh, a lawyer on retainer or somebody that they can contact who can, you know, be their lawyer. Um, they, they are co coerced into plea bargains, which then land them in prison for a certain amount of time. And uh, then, you know through certain means and and other other methods uh they basically essentially become a financialized part of the prison uh, industrial complex um so that sucks uh, and it happens pretty often um and a lot of times you know uh a thing that'll happen in a lot of cases is the police will lie and say you know we have evidence that you did this and they'll refuse to provide the evidence oh, they'll yeah. just badger someone you know keeping them sleep deprived in a, an interrogation room for a long time um and until that that person is so desperate to just get out of that situation where they're being scolded yelled at verbally abused and uh, kind of mentally tortured uh they'll take a plea bargain in order to just get themselves out of that situation and now they are uh you know not only criminals with a permanent record but also uh being exploited by uh companies running the prisons which uh about what you were just saying and in fact um kind of repeating some of it but, but putting the focus um it is entirely legal for cops to fucking lie to you about Very anything cool. they want. Yeah. They that they're allowed to just say shit that isn't fucking real. Yes, I, I need people to know that. <laughs> cops have the legal authority to lie to you, and that's yeah. And they should incredible. if they oh, want their oh. <laughs> oh, like they should lie to you. They shouldn't have the public like the legal authority, oh, right? If like a cop wants to do their job, as in put you in jail, yeah. uh, and, and you know be a fucking cop, then uh, why would they not lie to you? Yeah, they they have the incentive to lie to you because it 
helps them with their quotas or, you know, just doing their job and looking like a good cop that gets the arrests, um, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. The ongoing feeling that, you know, most people have in in different ways in their lives, which is uh, I'm allowed to do bad things for good reasons. For sure. Yeah. Even if, even if, you know, this perp didn't do this crime, they're probably guilty of something else. So I'm cleaning up the streets one way or another. Right. Like that's in the most extreme circumstances, but I I feel like in in most, most cases, it's just like, uh, this person's definitely guilty. Uh, that's why we arrested them. And so I'm going to lie and say that we have them on video. Yada, yada. Well, yeah, Uh, that's kind of essentially what I said, I guess. Well, no, but but I'm saying that I think that most cops just generally think like they, they don't even get to the stage of what if this person's innocent? Well, oh, it doesn't okay. matter. Asshole anyway. Oh, well, I, I see I the mean, distinction. Yeah. Like, like, like you, uh, especially with like the advent of uh, body cams uh, uh, and people having videos, uh, 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 cops will make arrest and try to fabricate reasons no. for arresting somebody fucking yeah. to cover their ass like like uh uh luckily uh i don't know if you guys heard there's a black guy who uh the SWAT team of his city executed a no-knock warrant and he woke up and took a single shot at a SWAT officer in the dark uh they just uh i think after a year uh, drop the charges against him for attempted murder of a police officer. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they ever got dropped. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty surprising. Right away, I'm afraid he lived. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah no, no. And, and because, because they, they shot back at him. Like apparently nobody, nobody fucking was a very good shot in this mm-hmm. situation. Uh, and they were, so they were at the wrong house, actually. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the wrong yeah. house thing happens so fucking often, honestly. Yeah. And and they'll kill you and they'll arrest you. And, uh, <laughs> kill uh, and like, arrest you. <laughs> that order. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 or arrest and kill. You know, yeah. like, you know, they like to switch it up sometimes. But the but is involved. Like, even though, like, this guy's, like, like case is going to be dismissed, like, the cops knew they fucked up, knew this guy didn't know that they were cops until fucking after they shot back at him and yelled police. And then they still arrested him anyways to try to fucking cover their ass. And then even still after all that shit, all that corrupt bullshit, all of them are going to keep their, their jobs. Oh, of course. Of well, course. The, yeah. the other thing is that... Um... A lot of these police forces operate no differently than your regular gang does. And now you yep. have the and local... Many of them are your regular gangs yes, as well. Many of them yeah. are yeah. in gangs uh, uh, inside the police force or outside the police force. Um, I mean, if, if you want a fun Google search, go ahead and look up uh, LA police gangs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not going to find a lot of stuff on them fighting gangs. You're going to find a lot of stuff on them having like 26 separate gangs inside of their uh, sheriff and police departments. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's it's a, an insane number, and and many of them are extremely racist or uh, violent in such a way where it's like, oh, you got to shoot a perp uh, in order to get into our gang, essentially. Um, but um, 
psychotic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, you 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 beat these allegations, and uh, you know, you you uh, you uh, are exonerated from from you know attempting to murder a police officer after they broke down your fucking door without warning you, and that was the wrong house, anyways. Uh, and now you you have the local police are out to get you essentially at that point, and it's been documented several times where local police will, you know, hound somebody who you know just kind of fell on the wrong side of their uh, their favor until you know they catch them doing something incredibly minor, and then they can just punish that person for that incredibly minor thing. And I'm talking like incredibly minor, like uh, I don't know not wearing their seatbelt when they're driving down, you know, a block of road or something like that, you know, not something that's going to hurt uh, other people, not, not something that's a violent crime, just, you know, some innocent thing that most people would do without second thought, but now they're being watched constantly by the police. Hell yeah. Yep. That's why you should uh, (laughs) never, never talk to the cops or, Give them any information. Never yeah. accidentally be the yeah. victim of a no-knock raid on the wrong house. Yeah. Um, that happened to even just a friend of mine. Um, yeah. It, well, I was about to say his name, but I shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, have, don't, don't dox people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to dox all my friends. I'm going to send people a spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he was living out uh, kind of I mean, you, you know how, uh, you know, that part of California is yeah. where there's, it's a, it's kind of boonies, but most things are pretty close to a freeway. Right. Um, and so he lived out there in this really weird area where there used to be a lot of different like industrial buildings. Uh, and the cops somehow raided his home, um, did this like crazy no-knock thing where they just flooded in. And they were not even on the same fucking side of the street. Like they, they didn't know how even and odd numbers worked. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, everything ended up being fine, which is amazing because he has a bunch of dogs and like, <laughs> shit like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just not even knowing that that's, uh, that was amazing to hear. Um, and I wish, well, no, it wasn't amazing. I wish it was amazing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John, go ahead and go to the next link. All right. So, um, what's that? Do we have palate cleansers at the end of this one? Or we do have palate cleansers. Yeah. Uh, John, I I have a highlighted portion that you, yeah, I I just, I just zoomed in too much and lost it. I I have one palate cleanser. If uh, you guys can think of another video to look up, uh, we can do that too. Um, but, uh, poverty and overcriminalization. The root causes of mass incarceration are poverty and overcriminalization. While it is difficult to ascertain whether poverty makes someone more more likely to commit a crime, data show it does make a person more susceptible to being arrested and more likely to be charged with a harsher crime and to receive a longer sentence. Uh, this is from the AmericanActionForum.org. Um, there's research associated with this, but we don't really care about this. We're propagandists, not uh, not numbers nerds. It's, it's true. <laughs> and, and until we are know. numbers nerds, and then we're numbers nerds and propagandists. Yes. Uh, in that yes. order, though. Well, no, the other order. Well, that's, that's uh, Mark Twain's whole thing. I bring up this quote all the time. There are uh, three types of liars. 
they're liars, they're damn liars, and they're statisticians. <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, adults in poverty are three times more likely to be arrested than those who aren't, and people earning less than 150% of the federal poverty level are 15 times more likely to be charged with a felony, which by definition carries a longer sentence than than people earning above that threshold. Between 1999 and 2016, people convicted of a crime with at least some college education were given sentences that were between 4.6 and 7.8% shorter than individuals without college education. John, go ahead and scroll down just a little bit there. So if you make less than four, uh, sorry, not, hold on, I need to change there real quick. Uh, times 1.5 if you make less than $21,000 you are in this group yes which is uh if you work in retail you exist in this group right yeah um, no. do, 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 shit uh given that one's education is highly correlated with the person's income this statistic too suggests that longer sentences are imposed on lower income individuals all of this results in the share of the imprisoned population that was in poverty prior to being arrested, equaling 57% for men and 72% for women, despite a national poverty rate of 11.8%. Um, that, uh, that poverty rate, uh, a little editorial I would make, that poverty rate um, of 11.8%, uh, the poverty line hasn't been adjusted in like several decades, and uh, this little thing called inflation exists. Well, the... I don't know if that, that's that's true. The the poverty line doesn't that adjust every year? Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. The poverty Fair. line has been adjusted, but not in a reasonable way for several okay. decades. Okay, I'll agree with yeah, 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 absolutely. The poverty line uh, adjusts every year, but it's like a tiny percentage, whereas the uh, cost of living has increased by a massive amount. Yeah. And uh, also inflation the, and other things. Uh, but the poverty level increases by like 500 bucks a year, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a pretty small amount. And yeah. uh, compared to the rise of cost of living, it, it's, yeah. it's yeah. grossly cost inadequate for measuring. Like, yeah. you you're you're probably going to see like an increase of like $150 uh if if you're on a yearly lease uh just for your like apartment yeah uh and then add on how much more cost uh how much more food costs gas everything yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yes it's fucked so yeah in in what 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 would the terminology be that be for that like in uh, your your effective poverty level is is not adjusted I would say real poverty level. Right. Yeah. It's cool. It's yes. So we agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can maybe look up statistics on real poverty level for the next episode. Um, but uh, so, so here's a, a, a sort of palate cleanser, but not a palate cleanser yet. Um, just, just because it's such an outrageous story that it, it almost uh, makes you want to giggle because of how outrageous it is. <laughs> See? What the fuck? It's a little bit funny, right? But oh also horrifying. Yeah. This is a this is a Philip Gay Dick joke. Like this is <laughs> So uh thankfully oh, yeah. the judge in this story was uh censured. I don't know if he's still serving on oh, the bench or not. Assassinated. <laughs> yeah, well, 
<laughs> he was, was exsanguinated. I yeah, I, I I wouldn't say thankfully. I would say praise be to God that he was assassinated. Um, <laughs> but no, he was not assassinated to my knowledge. Uh, he was just censured, and I don't know if he's still on the bench or not. But he was at least slapped on the peepee for doing this kind of thing. Uh, the headline for the uh, the listener is. Um, Poor Alabamians who cannot pay fines told to give blood or face jail time. Uh, go ahead and scroll down. Uh, a judge in Marion, Alabama, told people who owed fines or fees that if they could not afford to pay and did not want to go to jail, they could give blood in exchange for a credit against what they owed the court. Defendants in more than 500 criminal cases, including hunting after dark, assault, drug possession, and passing bad checks, were summoned to court on September 17th for a pay docket, a hearing on unpaid fines, fees, court costs, and restitution. In a recording released by the Southern Poverty Law Center, Perry County Circuit Judge Marvin Wiggins told uh, dozens of people who appeared in court that day, if you do not have any money or you don't and don't don't want to go to jail consider giving blood today and bring your receipt back or the sheriff has enough handcuffs for those who do not have money um the judge said to consider the option of giving blood a discount rather than putting you in jail while he told defendants they would receive a 100 credit towards their fines if they produce a receipt showing they had given a pint of blood uh no one who donated blood actually received a credit according to the southern poverty law center they merely avoided being jailed that day. This is just boomer shit, too, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, because it's a, like, we're going to, I'm going to put some kind of expectation on you to do some kind of weirdly specific form of, of like, uh, sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Well, like, sacrifice or, or like, you're going to help out your gosh darn community today. Uh, and it, in, in, in a way that does not make any fucking sense but and then still not reward you for it but 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 if if you end up looking at it as what it literally is like with most of this boomer shit you end up viewing it as oh this is dystopic and terrifying right Uh, because i'm sure what he's thinking is you know what there's a blood drive coming through and i'm gonna let these young men and women know that so long as they go ahead and give blood at this blood drive i can save a couple lives as well as you know, teaching them a lesson about community. But in reality, what's really happening is he's saying, give me your blood yes. and you won't go to jail. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> interestingly... This is, uh, this, this is exactly who my D&D character is. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, or, or or something like it. You you were you were night hunting, and now you need to give me a pint of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I am the night hunter. <laughs> um, so Jill Evans, a vice president for Life South Community Blood Centers, which ran the blood drive, said the company prohibits blood donations from being considered as a community service because it is potentially an unacceptable incentive for a volunteer donor. Yes, Life South eventually discarded nearly all of the blood units collected outside the courthouse that day. It's so good. It's literally just bloodletting at that point. Yeah. That is so awesome. Um, So uh, this is... Go ahead. 
I, I think it's good. It's pretty inspirational for like, you know, kids and stuff that uh, any fucking idiot can become a judge, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, like, like uh, the, the bar, the, the bar has been lowered and, uh, you know, shoot for your dreams. Well, yeah. that, speaking of the bar, if, if, if you're a fucking idiot. Speaking of the bar, a lot of court seats uh, don't even actually require that you ever pass the bar at any point in your life. You can be elected as a judge without uh, having any legal experience, actually, uh, which is a real fun thing. Yeah, there's a lot of counties in Texas, uh, but the the well so you you kind of have to go to law school part-time if you get elected yeah yeah yeah. but you know (laughs) you can still be elected without ever having been to law school is the point yeah yeah you you, got to take like a like a continuing education yeah like the the judge primer sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) this is what a gavel is (laughs) you you made big hammer yeah (laughs) Um, there, there are three types of people that get English degrees at like higher level institutions. Uh, one of them is the person that didn't know what else to do. Uh, one of them is the uh, person who's using it as a way to prefer the LSAT and become a judge eventually. Um, and then there's like 5% of them that are drunks that got into a fancy school for some reason. <laughs> I need them. Uh, and that's my experience. And, and, and the, the people that end up going to these institutions and then are, are using it at least in their undergrad in order to get into a law school later uh, are almost invariably... And I'm trying to think of if, if I if there's anyone I'm afraid of offending with this, but no, I don't think so. They're almost invariably fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, they're just dumb assholes uh, who desperately just want to get ahead. Uh, they're yeah, they're they're the people that you expect to go to these schools in, in the end. Uh, and to be fair, they're always a bit smarter and more capable than the people that just don't know why they're there. Uh, or at least they're more goal oriented, <laughs> you know, cause you can do that in community college and whatnot. But like, once you, once you're like in a spot, it's like, we're going to s- steal $30,000 from you a semester. You should probably figure it out pretty quickly. And so if you don't figure it out, there's, you know, maybe something going on, but but yeah, the, the people that go on to go into law school and become judges and shit, are they're fucking dumb they're mostly fucking dumb they suck it i i don't understand it uh and yeah it, it blows my fucking mind and I, I i remember like i was also these are a bunch of things that sound like flexes but i, I promise none of them are because i feel shame about all of them <laughs> but i <laughs> I was uh, I was singing as part of a symphony, and it had a whole bunch of people that were like working as lawyers or dentists or all these fucking things that you know classical music people, just assholes that listen to classical music. Of course. And and one of them told me he was an environmental lawyer, and I ended up asking him, "Okay, are you the good guy or are you the bad guy?" <laughs> There's good guys and bad guys. <laughs> that's almost exactly what he said. He said, he said, I've no, met I people don't like really this. Believe in good guys and bad guys. 
And that blew my mind as well, because that's something that either someone that's very smart says, or someone that's a fucking idiot, well, not very smart, smart enough says, yeah. or is a fucking imbecile. And, <laughs> and, and, and knowing him, he was just a fucking overpaid dumbass. So, like, so you're doing like bell curve theory here. Yeah, I do that <laughs> with professions for sure. <laughs> lawyers, yeah. yeah. Doctors too. There's some dumb fucking doctors. Uh, oh, they're man, doctors uh, everything. But, but if, if oh Rand Paul can become a doctor. You know? <laughs> he's not a real doctor. Hey, he's, he's got he's the like doctor a, next to his name, man. He's like well, a... Uh, uh, I'm a doctor or something, isn't he? He's, he's like not an optometrist. Yeah, he's not even an ophthalmologist. He's an optometrist. He just does glasses. Yeah, I can't. I can't actually remember if it's ophthalmist or or optometrist, but whatever he does, it's not that complicated. The eye is complicated, but you don't do much shit to the eye. Uh, it's all done by and computers, man. No one's cutting open the fucking eye and being like, let's figure out what's going inside of the jelly. <laughs> like I said, it's all done by, by computers. It's, uh... Exactly, yeah. They have a computer that says, use laser to cut off this part of the crania. Yeah. And then and and the robot does good. it for you anyways. Exactly. Or, or you're doing the really hard work of being an assistant to one of those people and you're dealing with people all day and you're puffing air in people's eyes and they get pissed and shit like that. Uh, I don't respect any of this. Fuck you. Yeah, you think a guy with glasses would have a little bit more respect for the, uh, for the eyesight actors uh, of the world. I realized today I haven't had my glasses replaced in, I think, five years. Probably fine. You're, you've got the right yeah. prescription and everything, I'm sure. It's really bad. <laughs> I, so when, when Mike and I were driving out here, we ended up getting a storm the whole way, essentially. Uh, but when we ended up, we were in St. Louis, and it really started raining down. And I felt like shit because I'm like, man, the rain's not really a problem. But now that it's night, I literally can't see anything. And so my pride, uh, if if I was hanging out with anyone except for Mike, would have forced me to just drive along at 40 on the freeway being like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, but because I was with Mike, I'm like, hey, bro. Well, no, I think you offered in the end, which was which was good of you. Well, I, was, I also brought up that as a Native American, I have natural night vision. <laughs> I know, and I think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was bringing up how good his eyesight was because he's a Native American yeah. his, his night sight. I made I, I made like, it an ID politics oh. thing. I said, well, you yeah. know, as a Native American, I have uh, eagle vision, which allows me yeah. to see better at night. And it's like I literally have partial night blindness at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm just like, oh fuck! All right, I guess I got to let him drive. Yeah, uh, but also it's fucking storming. And once I start driving, I, I just, you know, I, I prefer to just do it all day. You know, I want to drive for like a 12 hour period. Anyway, none of this matters to the fucking listener. Now, now we're in a parasocial relationship for real because yeah. I've told you a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter at all. 
Um, so, so that's, uh, that's all I had planned for, for the, uh, the prison segment of tonight. And, uh, oh, God, I, I, I like, did recognize that we would need some kind of palate cleanser after dealing with the, you know, some of the most depressing shit you can possibly imagine. Um, like it's I said, the shame that men oh, feel. Oh man. Oh, oh you just, I didn't, I didn't expect it. So if you just start over, just reload the play. Well, we'll need you to refresh it in a second. Um, so, like I said, uh, next week we'll, we will start talking about the financialized. Now, now that you know how to get into prison, we'll talk about how uh, how you're financialized once you are in prison. We're going to enter into the Danko Zone. Yeah, um, and there there's probably going to be a third part to this at some point. Um, I, I have somebody scheduled to come on the podcast two episodes from now, so we'll Who's take a look. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it after. Oh my god, it must be special. Well, it's not no, I, they're they are special to me. Um but, whatever. But, you know, I want I wanna I wanna give them the opportunity to uh to back yeah. out if they feel like they don't uh, they don't end up on I think it. I know what it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um moving but uh yeah so so um this this is probably going to end up being a three-part series uh next part will be on financialization if there's a third part because we can't fit it into the financialization uh segment which i think is probably likely going to be the case i'm gonna talk a lot uh yeah well i i think we both will um but uh, the third part will be um uh the the abuse of the prison system um Oh yeah. So you're saying there's going to be three or four episodes? There's probably going to be three or four episodes. I, I left it open <laughs> on purpose uh, because this is obviously a big subject, and it's uh, one of the biggest poisons of our society, in my opinion, um, with a lot going on in it and uh, a lot of different industries attached to it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go. Go ahead and refresh this page so we so we come in a Jordan Peterson at the beginning. Oh man. Cool. Yeah. I see the shame that they All right. that men feel when they're rejected by women is precisely the shame that they feel at knowing deep in their heart that they have not lived up to what they are capable of being. And that harsh judgment that women lay on men, which by the way is part of our sexual evolution, because we were shaped by sexual selection, which, by the way, is the operation of consciousness on the structures of matter at the most basic possible level. Well, it's a terrible rejection, but it's a salutary rejection. And that process of differentiated choice has shaped us into what we are. That action of consciousness, wanting the best from a potential partner, and selecting at least in part on that basis the shame that men feel when they're rejected i gotta say something this is gonna suck but i don't inherently disagree with anything you just said no i i think uh <laughs> i'm not playing this because i disagree with him i'm i'm playing this because i like how he starts choking up when he thinks about men being rejected that is yeah that is really funny. Um, and, um, and then, you know, I, I would say he, he gets a little bit too in the weeds of like, um, this is oh, yeah. fundamental. Everything is consciousness acting upon matter and becoming <laughs> yeah. entity passes through time and space. Right. Yeah. It, That's a lot stuff. of words for like, uh, when, when my homies get rejected, uh, they feel sad and then they realize they have to better themselves. Oh. 
Right, right. That's precisely it. That's that's exactly it. And and, and there there are two there are two solutions to this for any of our uh, our our bummed out young men listeners who get broken up with or whatever the fuck. Which is that uh, uh, you you either just realize. I mean, there's a reason. There's a meme around this where uh, you just become a fucking weightlifter. (laughs) 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 Prove your shit, right? Uh, Actually, yeah, here here in the comments. Is is that what they're saying? I love this because it is basically what has driven me to do so much more for myself, starting my career, losing over 80 pounds, and getting healthy. Yeah. Like, that's what a breakup will do to you, and that's why breakups are good, actually. Uh, Because anyone that marries their high school crush... Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> They're shitty people. I fucking hate them. Uh, but also, uh, the other option is to do the Buddhistic kind of thing and just realize, oh my God, I feel so bad about myself because I'm not good enough. But then you realize, uh, Buddhistic Lacanian kind of thing. Uh, no one's good enough for anything or for anyone. Yeah. Everything sucks. No one exists, and you should just, uh, you know, do your shit. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, that that is one thing I would push back on. Basically, what he kind of implies here is that anytime you're rejected, it's because you're not uh, good enough. Uh, sometimes because people want different things. Yeah, yeah, that, that, would, that would be the thing I push back on, is uh, sometimes yeah. it's, just, uh, it's just not meant to be, and that's fine. Well, he's talking about people's feelings about it, right? Not, not why it happens. But the, the, but the, the, whole, the whole attribute of, of therapy is trying to reconcile someone's feelings with that which either is or that which is most effective, right? Sure. And, and, and so, yeah, you can go either way with it. You can either say, um, oh, my God, I was broken up with you because we're not good enough. Uh, and so I'm going to become better than good enough and over- overcompensate, which I don't know. I think overcompensation to a degree, unless you overcompensate with your overcompensation, is actually dope and cool. Um, otherwise, realizing you don't need to play that fucking game is also a really good choice. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those are the only two options, right? Otherwise, you you're broken up about the same shit for forever. Oh, or as uh, Gene Dalefield says in the uh, comments, sometimes you're just too good. That's what I like to imagine uh, with all of my breakups is that yeah. I was just too good, and they couldn't handle how yeah. good I was, and that's why that's good. why they called me a piece of shit and threw things at me. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is the opposite. This, this is the kind of guy who he's so emotionally um, unstable that his girlfriends need to break up to it. Break up with him by saying, "You're such a sweet and wonderful guy, and your dick is so big, and you're so smart." <laughs> and so I just feel like maybe I need to spend some time on my own so that I can yeah. learn myself. It's not, it's not like, you it's me being not good enough for you <laughs> yeah like i i just i'm afraid of loving you too much yeah which is a real thing that can happen yeah yep well cool uh if, if either of you uh have any uh cool little clips you'd like to to share real I quick i want to go to the shawarma shop next door it's probably a bit late for that isn't it 
No, they're open until one, bitch. Damn, son. All right. Well, yeah, I live in a city now. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Where the shawarma is always flowing. Yeah. <laughs> but they stopped selling hard liquor at nine. That's it ridiculous. And they stopped selling beer at midnight. That's yeah, a, a oh. couple of uh, days ago, you asked for the definition of fascism. I think we just found it. Yeah. I think that that's true. Greg, you can get in a bar. You can get it in a bar away after that. So yeah, that that that, that sounds like uh, the majority of Texas, except for the big cities. Wow. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, Dorian, do you have anything you'd like to pitch before we go? Oh yeah, we're doing our first actual session on fascism tomorrow morning. Uh, so on. Uh, uh, April 9th, uh, we're going to be doing the first session on fascism. Um, we are going to work on trying to define what the fuck that means. And then we'll, we, we will use the, that as a jumping off point for uh, figuring out what the fuck that means. Uh, so we'll spend a while doing that. Um, so patreon.com slash Trincata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Uh, we are doing also as part of this uh, the first week of every month, uh, we will have a session by Laura Nicholson, who is amazing, uh, who is doing our uh, Eros uh, workshop. So talking about eroticism in the body, it is not so horny and weird and ridiculous that it makes a whole lot of people uncomfortable, uh, but it does have just enough of that kind of flavor to make things interesting. It's a very kind of friendly workshop to, to most anyone, though we will probably ask that you're at least 18 to be present for any of this, but if you're listening to this, you probably are. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, also the third week of every month, we're going to be doing just a straight up writing workshop, uh, where we look at the work, we tell you how to make it better. We focus on style and, and technique and things like that instead of anything else more lofty. So if anyone just needs help with essays, uh, or, or anything academic, or just, you know, trying to figure out how to get your writing right without it being, uh, you know, focused on any kind of theme or anything like that. Uh, we have space for you as well, but, uh, yeah. So check that out. Otherwise, um, I'm getting drunk a lot. And that's my life. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. Um, as for oh, oh, no, no, there is one more thing. I was like, why am I? I keep thinking about something that needs to happen tomorrow. Uh, and that, so I decided to make a joke about killing myself. Uh, the pondering podcast, uh, I'm going to be on tomorrow at 5 p.m. PST. Uh, you can check that out by going to, I need to check right now. I apologize. Uh, so go to OK Schizo. Uh, on uh, on uh, uh, Instagram or to I believe it's Pondering Pod or Pondering Podcast, uh, you'll be able to find them. Uh, it's going to be a live podcast that we're doing through Discord, um, and then we're going to have uh, question and answer afterwards. It's going to be a long thing. Uh, it's going to be like three hours of us talking about uh, the future of memetics and the future of uh, kind of media in general. Uh, so check that out if you're into it, uh, which hopefully you are. Uh, John is, and I see he's yawning like a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's a pretty. But otherwise, that's all Yeah. 
I love you. Please take uh-huh. Don't, You're not allowed to do we'll all our sign-offs for us. <laughs> I, first off, secondly, um, as I always say, the Benzo Rehab Bless Dungeon. John! Huh? John doesn't have anything. We know that. Yeah, I'm 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 an empty yeah. human being. He's just here yeah, to look stuff. pretty and click on stuff. He's oh my yeah. god, he's our Vanna White. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually from, thinking from, about uh, getting those uh from the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I, I much more wanted to be uh, one of the uh, the black DMV ladies with the four inch long nails. Oh, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Look, look, looking pretty and clicking buttons. No, he's you're, not so much a fan of white. He's more a white van that we get you trapped in. <laughs> Damn, all right. <laughs> all right. So we've established John doesn't have anything uh, except for looking good and clicking on stuff. Um, as always, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is a free broadcast and will always be a free broadcast if you would like to support this. However, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon, donate however much or little you want to. Uh, so literally a zero to infinity range uh, that you're allowed to give us. Um, we'll appreciate anything you do give and uh any of the proceeds are just going to go to helping make this a better broadcast uh slash uh, yeah i guess uh Supporting production value production habit. value is what i was looking for um maybe we'll even pay for my sobriety no i'm just kidding <laughs> we won't do that was that dorian no, 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 no. That that would cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, we can't yeah. we can't fix that. Uh yeah. anyways, as always, we love you very much. Please take your medicine. Please take mine too. But uh make sure to save some for your friends. It's beautiful. You can't just say but uh like that. You fucked it all up. You fucked up the flow, you fucked up the whole fucking podcast. I'm I can say I'm but, uh, whenever I want to. Do not, do not I'm a grown fucking man podcast. and you're not my boss. <laughs> I am your dad. Well, the the audio is still recording, but uh <laughs> Wait, still recording? Well, the audio is still recording. I'm gonna end it now. Oh, God. Bye. This is still-